When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boy, I remember those days. I've been in radio for so long. I, I, I can't remember which stations used that liner, but a lot of news stations used that. Newspapers used that. If you miss a day, you miss a lot. And the whole idea was, you know, tune in every day. But missing a day and missing a lot is actually a lot bigger issue than you would imagine. It's not just missing the news of the day. No siree, if you miss a day, you might be missing out on a comfortable retirement. Yeah, and it's kind of shocking that when you think about what we would call relatively younger people, millennials, right? I mean, these are... Well, they're younger than us. Well, they're our kids. But they're Uh, adults now. They're full-fledged. I mean, like, I got a kid who's turning 40. Now that hurts. I got to say, though, it's it's pretty shocking when you read millennial workers have a third of their retirement funds in cash, more than one third. This is from a survey done from uh, the investment manager Schroeder's for workers. Why do 45 they have and a third older, of their money in cash? Uh, for, listen, let me finish. The workers 45 and older, that number is 29 percent, 29 percent. And Why? Why do they do this? Yeah, safety. that's what I want to know. That's why did I ask you that question? Safety. No, is it that what? They said safety, safety was cited by more than 60% of millennials and a full two-thirds of workers 45 and older who said fear of losing money in the stock market was what kept them in cash. Don't want to invest it because they don't want to lose it. So apparently they don't want to make it either. Well, we're, we're going to get to that number as well because this – Honestly, this is one of the most shocking things I've read in a very long time, a very long time. So just to give everybody a clue about what that really means at the end of the day, very kindly, uh, J.P. Morgan had a study that looked at investing your money in the, sta- in the Standard & Poor's 500 just for about a, just a, about a 20-year period, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is, again, I just remind you, we do not advocate just putting your money in the Standard & Poor's 500. We recommend a diversified portfolio, just to be clear. But this is a period of time, January 1, 2003 to December 30th, 2022, right? Had you just put the money in the Standard & Poor's 500, according to J.P. Morgan, you made 9.8% a year, about 10% a year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now imagine you're one of those millennials or one of those workers older than 45 who has a third of their money sitting on the sidelines. If you miss 10 of the best days there, your 9.8% return is now only 5.6%. Or it gets worse. If you miss the 20 best days in that 10 year, basically 10 year period, mm-hmm. your 9.8% return goes down to 2.9%. Wow. 2.9%. So all that money you have sitting around because you want to feel safe, it's exactly the opposite. You're taking a huge amount of risk 
by sitting on the sidelines and waiting for things to, and I hate this word, but it's out there, feel better. Because that's what you're really saying is, I don't feel good about things right now, right? There's so much going on. I'm just nervous about what could be next. That is keeping people from investing. They always feel bad when they have been, after they have been bad. They never, ever feel good right before they start to be better. Markets don't feel good in advance of them going up. No, they feel bad. And you feel bad. You don't actually feel good until after they've already gone up. So and that's what, the problem, right? <laughs> why are you relying on your feelings? Stop that's it. one. That's one. I mean, that's one huge one. But the other one, frankly, is I think there's still a lot of people that believe that investing is exactly that. You're in at the right times. You're out at the right times. You're in the right stocks at the right time. You're out of the right, all that. That people still believe that's what investing is. It requires some sort of motion. It requires some sort of observation because you got to see what's going on and reaction to that. That trading is investing. That is not investing. And so you really got to get that out of your system. The other one is, and frankly, this is bigger. And, uh, you know, there's this new movie out called Tune Out the Noise, which is exactly right. You keep talking about this new movie <laughs> that no one can I know. watch. I know. I'm working I on it. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get it available. It's out. People have seen it. I've read comments. I don't know why it's so well, it's limited been at, release. It's been at a uh, film festival. Yeah, I know. It's But it's you're right. It's it's it's. Harder to harder to get at than the gold bars at Costco, I guess. But the thing is, you need to learn how to tune all that out. Forget all that. And especially if you're a millennial, that money should be going in every two weeks from your paycheck. It should be going into your Roth IRA or Roth 401k. It should be disciplined. It should be just out of your mind. That should be gone. It's invested. And I'm not paying attention to what's going on in the world because you're exactly right, Don. Isn't the expression, Wall Street climbs a wall of worry? Isn't that what, didn't that come from something like this? Where yeah, because the problems it, were. And people, all, we get a lot of calls from people going, well, why is the stock market going up when all the news is bad? Because that's what it does. It goes up because people expect better in the future. And you, we all hope for better in the future. I guess the other thing around this is what is safe. Because if you have a third of your money in cash, right, in a 401k, which is probably paying far less than a high-yield savings account, for example, or money market, that's not safe because it it's it's just costing it if you believe the numbers it's costing you money in the long haul and frankly as a millennial you are in the long lot longer haul than you and I are yeah and, that and that's way, the so. other thing is that th- these are the very people who have the time to wait through the ups and downs but because of and it and it really does boil down to experience uh, the older you get, the more you've experienced, and then you get to waste it all when you die. But you 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 don't have the experience with multiple markets that have gone way up and way down. And you know, you and I have lived through a lot of yeah. bad markets that eventually, and and at the time, they felt horrible. 
they felt like the next Great Depression. You know, it's like you hear people lately with all that's going on in the Middle East and in Ukraine talking about how, oh my gosh, this feels like a world war. Yeah, it feels bad at the time, but we make lousy judgments about what the future might hold based on bad feelings in in any given moment. And what's next, right? So again, for anyone who is saving for retirement and most of the money that you hopefully are setting aside should be for that, it should be a regular disciplined amount that is going in. It should be a disciplined approach to investing, how much in stocks, how much in bonds, the right mix of all those things, right? And then the third part is, frankly, keeping your hands off it. And as I said, not paying attention to it on a regular basis, because one thing we know for sure, the people that do, they end up with less. Now, the Tune Out the Noise movie you're talking about, which is about basically about dimensional funds. It is. It's about, well, about and, the academics who really started this yeah, but movement. But it's really back focused in the on dimensional and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and their work. Um, wh- do you know anything about it? Because yeah. all I can see is that it, it's at a lot of uh, film festivals. Earl Morris and, made the movie. He's an exceptional documentarian. Yeah, but there's no information about when somebody might be able well, to see it. Here's the good news. I'm working on it, okay? It's, I'm working uh, on it. He has I'm got working the power. On it. So I, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hold up the Taylor Swift movie and put this in place of it. People are going to be surprised when they go in the theater thinking they're going to see Taylor Swift and they're going to see Tune Out the Noise. i got to tell you, I can't even imagine that this one would go to the theaters. (laughs) No. I'm sorry. I don't think it's going to the theaters. It has a very limited, limited. We are working. uh, That's interesting you say that. We are working on adding it to Retire Meet 2024 and having it in the theater the night before Retire Meet. How about that? Can you do it? Do you I'm, think? I don't, I'm, I'm working on it, man. I, I can do he, a lot of things. I, I, he, I make yeah, it happen. Like happens. most of us, he thinks he's more powerful than he really <laughs> well, is. That, that's that's human nature. <laughs> Indeed, it so is. anyway, here's what we're telling all of you millennials and everybody else. Stop relying on your feelings. Your feelings are wrong at least as often as they're right, if not more often. The problem is... Our little brains don't like to admit we make mistakes, so we only focus on the times when we got it right, thereby thinking we're smarter than we really are. You are not smarter than the market, period, exclamation point. Just invest for your risk tolerance, and as we say over and over again, ad nauseum, really. I mean, but we have to because you're not getting it, but it is ad nauseum. Have a plan, please. Yeah, exactly. All right, question time. Got a lot of questions lately. This is lengthy, but wow, is it powerful. This comes from Ronald in Katy, Texas. He says, my wife and I said we're interested in knowing if we could withdraw money from my Fidelity account every month to cover expenses. I'm semi-retired at 64. My wife is 61. I then received a mass mutual contract in the mail, read it briefly, and signed it. I called up Fidelity and asked them about it because I didn't know anything about annuities. He said, the Fidelity representative, he, he he didn't say anything about putting money into an annuity. I did not authorize the purchase of this product. I expressed my dissatisfaction with money being put in the annuity. I wanted to know what the annual percentage rate was, surrender percentages, all the terms that I didn't see in the contract. He, I'm assuming you're referring to the Fidelity representative, Mm -hmm. got cold and didn't answer any of my questions. I would ask him a question, then he wouldn't answer it. I asked him seven questions about the annuity. He went quiet. Isn't it his obligation 
as a fiduciary advisor to tell me about the product he sold me at the least. He removed $600,000 from my Fidelity account without me authorizing the transaction for this annuity. Uh, we have received two or three payments so far. I want to get out of this annuity because I feel it was scammed by my advisor that I thought I could trust. He took advantage of us. I want my money back. He was non-transparent. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't he have information about it or be able to find the information? Then he continues. I complained to the branch manager at Fidelity. He said he would research the case. We talked afterwards and he said, I couldn't get out of the annuity. Wow. Well, of course he's going to say that because you're out of the, uh, the free ride period on the annuity, which is only 30 days, right? Uh, let's see. I, you know, it's been so long. Um, but the thing is, is I did not know. And I hope that this is not the case that fidelity sold commissioned annuities. I hope that this is not a commissioned annuity. If it is in fact a commissioned annuity, then it's even worse. Um, at least 10 days. Depends 10. on the okay. state. Yeah. 10 days. All right. yeah. So you have 10 days to reconsider your decision. Um, but the reality is, if there was no permission given to buy this annuity, the problem is the signature on the contract Trump's is is likely in court to trump any spoken conversation. So if you say to the judge, well, he never told me, and the advisor says, yeah, but you signed the contract, it is very likely that the judge is going to look at you and say, sir, you signed the contract. And you can't plead. It's difficult to plead stupidity. It's hard. Not impossible. Yeah, when you're an adult. When you're an adult who's been an investor. What I would suggest, because I'm definitely not an attorney. I should have gone to law school, but I should have. I should have. Well, you still could. It's not over. No, I'm it's over. Okay. Uh it's yeah, it's over. I'm done. Um (laughs) yeah, not a chance in hell. Uh I would go to a securities attorney, someone who specializes in securities law, because it would be worth paying a few hundred dollars to have them look at this and see if they believe you have a case based on their probably voluminous experience in dealing with these brokerage firms. Uh, My guess is that the branch manager has already consulted with their legal team. Good call. And uh, they think they're in pretty good, in a pretty good position. Now, the thing is, if it's not a commissioned annuity, if it is a, and I don't know because I don't know the name of the annuity. I do know. Mass Mutual, they said. But yeah, that but that's all mean, I know. Right. That yeah. doesn't tell me which annuity at Mass Mutual. Uh, there are some advisors are now selling no-load annuities. Sure. Annuities that don't have extra fees attached to pay a commission, that don't have surrender charges. You're going to know, you're going to have a pretty good idea if this is a no-load annuity, if there is no surrender charge on it. If you can get out without a surrender charge, then uh, why not just do that? Well, now he said he already annuitized it and it received well, some payments. Oh, it's an immediate. That's right. Yeah, I am right. so sorry. So yes. Okay, but here's the reason yes. I think there may be some possibility of getting out of this: the amount of money. Six hundred thousand dollars is not an inconsequential amount of money that may interest 
a securities attorney because generally these things are a hundred thousand, two hundred. They say it's not a big enough deal. At six hundred thousand, you might get somebody's interest. So I would definitely take attorney. Yeah, but you want to make sure it's a good attorney and not somebody who's just chasing it to suck fees out of you because (laughs) it's very unlikely anybody's going to take this on a contingency. Yes, because there aren't big damages involved. So you're going to have to pay something to get out of it. And I'm wondering what that cost might be. Uh, yeah, and you're right with that. I was thinking it was for some reason I was thinking it was a variable or something. It's an immediate, yeah. an immediate you're locked in. And then the only way out of an immediate annuity is through the vulture market. The people who buy out immediate <laughs> annuities. For the birds to come yeah, in or something. Um, okay. But yeah. uh, less than ideal. Anyway, uh, but yes, please do consult. And if you don't attorney. know one, then no, here's the way I would do it. I would talk to an attorney I do know and trust and ask mm-hmm. them for a referral. Yeah. I think that's your best shot at finding somebody you do but can do it right. But you don't want to just deal with a general no. practitioner no. in this case. It's no. This it's is very specialized specific. law. All right. Got one more question. Okay. Comes yeah, from Cincinnati, sure. New York. Cincinnati, New York. Great name. I don't know it, but that's it's great right name. next to uh, Cicero, Massachusetts, and uh, <laughs> Plato, so. uh, Connecticut. Exactly. Uh, this is from Pete. He said on a recent podcast, Don mentioned he moved a hundred thousand dollars into a CD ladder. I did. However, he didn't explain why he made that decision. I was hoping he would be willing to walk us through that decision-making process for his own portfolio. Thanks. Sure. Uh, absolutely, I would love to walk you through that process. I have always, always, always been a big fan of ladders. Um, but one of the things I don't like about ladders is, uh, the fact that I have to go back in and manage the ladder. Um, I've tried it before and, you know, I just get busy and a CD matures, and then it goes into money market for a while. And, and, and so I didn't want to deal with it. And then when I discovered that Schwab had a CD laddering tool that made the process super easy. Um, I decided that, uh, you know, I'd go back to that. I still have some money in other cash instruments or bond instruments, bond funds and, uh, the high yield savings accounts. But, uh, I love the idea of the latter because of the certainty of it. The certainty the, of the interest, the certainty of the interest and the yeah. certainty of the principal, because you right. see, well, you yeah, have okay. to go That's into a, a ladder. Yeah. You have to go into a ladder with the absolute certainty or as close as you can get to it, that you are not going to panic and sell one of the CDs or need to sell one of the CDs along the way because of lack of liquidity. If you can leave those CDs alone for each of their terms and then will always automatically renew it at the longest term again, then you create this this machine that just keeps paying you an average rate that is very, very good for the period. It isn't the best and it isn't the worst. You have to be able to accept average. And I'm very happy with average. <laughs> it's done you well so far. I mean, uh, look at me. No, okay. I'm average. <laughs> but wait, but just to finish the thought here, again, why are you in CDs instead of, for example, money market or bonds? Well, or because an CD, the C, it's again, it's back to the certainty. I know that if I hold them, there is no volatility. Okay. If my mindset is I will not sell them into the volatile market, then my port that portion of my portfolio now has essentially a zero standard deviation. Although if you go For online least, sometimes and look at them, they do change in value in your portfolio. Right. I can't look. You yeah. can't look. If you <laughs> don't look. Yeah. If you seriously, if you don't look, the net effect, yeah, 
day to day, if you look, there is volatility. You bet. But if you don't look, and if your mindset is, I am always going to hold those to maturity, then you have a very high degree of confidence, unless the FDIC goes broke, because I'm all FDIC insured. You, you have a very high degree of confidence with a portfolio like that, that you will get your thousand dollars per CD or your 10,000 or whatever it is back at the end of that term. But again, to make it work, when a one-year CD comes due, you must immediately, if it's a five-year ladder, you must immediately go out to five years without fail. Yeah. I can't emphasize that enough. And it should be part of a plan that this is the thing that always amazes me. And we've, I hope that's a little theme of this program today is Things come along and you think, I got to move from here to there. I got to make this change. Here's what's going to happen. No one knows what's going to happen. But if you have a plan, you don't really do that because you're already on the track. So this is something we do. We give you a free hour of our time to see if you're there. We look at your portfolio and start perhaps a relationship if you want it. So if you want some of that free help, all you do is go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Click on Meet an Advisor. Yes, we will not sell you anything. Yes, Thank we you are full time fiduciary. No, you, said, you should say no. I know. We I, you're will not right. Sell I, you anything. I just like saying yes more than no. No, we ah. will not sell you anything. No, there is no obligation. Yeah, so. No, you're not going to feel like, oh my gosh, I better become a client no, since not they at took all. this time with me. No. no, we want to help people. You see, that's what sets us apart from most of the rest of the industry. The rest of the industry is thinking about getting that new client first. We're not thinking about that. We're thinking about providing assistance first. If it leads to a new client down the road, that's cool, but it may not be you. See, we think further ahead than most people. If we take really good care of you and we keep our word and you feel like, wow, I got a lot out of these guys and I didn't pay anything. What are you likely to say to a friend who calls you and says, would you help me manage my portfolio? And you don't want to do that. What are you likely to do? You probably send them to us because it treated you well. Yeah. It's called karma marketing. There you go. Let's keep the good karma rolling. Karma marketing. No, there's probably already a book. Probably 10 of them. 20. Uh, So at any rate, go to talkingrealmoney.com. Click on meet and advisor. We'd be glad to provide some of that help for you. Oh, also you can call. You forgot to mention the phone number. Oh, this that's is, right. This is the number directly to Tom 24 <laughs> seven rings right over my bed. The big thing goes off. We'll yeah. get up. It's uh 800-386-3004. Love. To yeah. Talk there are a lot of marketing karma books. Yeah, Sorry never about mind. that. Yeah. Come yeah, up with some ideas. Guru. Shot. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your friends. And uh, please keep listening because, you know, if you miss a day, you miss a lot because we're talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?